0: Hi and welcome. I am excited today to be interviewing uh, my friend and fellow Baptist minister, um, Reverend Alicia Smith-Haddock, and she is a minister here in Nashville, and uh, I'm just delighted to have you with me today for 3-Minute Ministry Mentor, Alicia.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I want to start right off by uh, talking about the uh, work that you do. Uh, You have both a role as a minister and also uh, at the Magruder Center, which is part of the Catholic Charities here in Nashville. And uh, just tell us about the work you do in the community and for your church.
1: Okay. And, uh, you know, um, Magruder Family Resource Center um, is a uh, uh, community hub. Located in North Nashville. It is um, a, a program, if you will, of Catholic Charities of Tennessee. So we are the lead agency of the center, uh, along with United Way of Greater Nashville. And we have been uh, in North Nashville for about 17 years. Uh, Catholic Charities became the lead agency uh, four years ago. And what we have um, done in uh, four short years um, has been, um, you know, nothing short of amazing because the community has bought in. to allowing us to walk alongside them as we move forward. North Nashville is uh, located in 37208, and the Brookings Institute came out with a study that ranked uh, the zip code 37208 uh, with the highest incarceration rate in the nation. And so I always tell people, you know, it it was good that the Brookings Institute came out with that study, but we didn't really need it to know that. Right. We've had all kind of reports. And and not only that, we feel it, you know, by working in the community every day and serving the community. We um, connected. And so we understand, you know, what the community um, has to face and um, what they go through. And so. Um, you know, most of our work is dedicated to, you know, um, helping people become uh, more uh, self-sufficient and not only that, but um, helping them to get on the path to economic mobility. And so that is by providing opportunities that they would otherwise um they otherwise wouldn't have. And um, my church is just about a mile down the road. So I get to uh, uh, serve in uh, both places. Um, and, and so it really is a reflection of uh, being a minister inside and outside of the church.
0: Mm. How would you describe your vocation? Like, what is it that has you on fire for what you do?
1: Well, you know, uh, I knew uh, early on that I had been called to this work. Mm. Uh, I didn't know what it would actually look like. But I did understand that um, showing up for your community was uh, very important. I am a, uh, I was born in North Nashville. I was actually born at, uh, uh, Meharry Hubbard hospital and, and, and I came home, you know, um, just a little bit down the road to Mm -hmm. 11 Avenue North. And, um, so living and breathing, um, uh, my calling has always come natural because I could see things early on and I could see, uh, injustices, you know, even if that was, um, our way of life, or our community. I understood the difference between um, 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 injustices and um, decisions, right? And a lot of what my community has gone through, um, the church included, was um, uh, uh, systemic. And it wasn't something that, um, that we wanted. And so the work that I've been called to do is bring um, uh, uh, justice, to a place where it's hard to be found.
0: Yeah. I remember when you took this job, um, uh, it's been four years, you said, mm-hmm. uh, ago. not right away, but soon afterwards, as we were talking about some other things, you said, this is my dream job. This is, uh-huh. what, I, this is what I've always wanted to do. Has it, is it still feeling like your dream job? It is,
1: and you know every uh uh day, I feel like uh the ante has been upped. you know i I have been able to not only um uh, uh, be fulfilled, right and 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 as I walk in my calling, having that opportunity to walk in your calling is a blessing, and so I understand that, but you're always called to something more something greater you know and I think these times that we're living in now and that we're able to witness are saying just that right Um, we can do more we have the capacity to give more to to understand more to um, think a little bit more about uh, situations and people in ways that we haven't before You know, so we keep um, having opportunities, more opportunities to do more. And I think that is the blessing of ministry is that uh, you don't have to stop. You can keep going because there's always more that we can seek and more that we can give. Just
0: a little over three months ago, Nashville was hit by Uh, the biggest tornado that's come through here in maybe ever, and it cut right through North Nashville. And uh, that was followed within days by uh, a lockdown in the pandemic. And now there's been this uh, uprising in the whole country, thankfully, uh, against police brutality and for Black lives. And I just want you to, if you would, walk us through what it's been like to be doing your work during this time of uh, just intense and grievous and uh, earth-shaking kind of uh, events that we're living through.
1: North Nashville, as you said, was hit very hard. You know, during the the March third tornadoes and and um, but you know our issues didn't start on March third. No, you no, know, we had been working. Uh, you know, uh, fiercely and with urgency to um make sure that the north nashville community um not only had uh has what it needs but also you know righting some wrongs that um clearly evident right Um, for people uh and, and and a whole community essentially that has been pushed to the margin right i'm talking about food deserts and and you know uh Little to no economic development, um, a, a very culturally rich place with um, historical significance, but it didn't quite meet, you know, and not even quite, it did not meet um, 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 uh, the um, rich history and the care that it should it should have received. And so, in our fight to to make sure those things were happening. Here we go, you know, uh, with the with the March third tornado, and so that um, caused us to pause, right? But not pause in a in a way where we would just stand still. It just meant that we would have to roll our sleeves up just a little bit further and um, and push just a little bit harder. Um, because imagine a tornado ripping through a community that was already on the brink of, you know, um, uh, you know, just being pushed to the edge, uh, you know, over the edge. And so what we have decided to do is um, really kind of focus on that immediate recovery, but also long term. What does it mean to do long term recovery in a place where it should have happened before the tornado? right, wow and, yeah and and so what we've done is um, you know hopefully try to help shape a conversation for a community that needs so much and how can we um, you know increase economic development but also in, uh, help folks build legacies in the midst of tragedy right and so I think what what we're doing is pushing, what god um, has has done a lot in the Bible in our scripture, where you know in the midst of uh things that don 't seem favorable uh, uh, you know miracles happen or um, a great healing happens right and and, and it 's totally unexpected because everybody 's looking at the bad part or at the at the tragedy. Mm. Uh, what we want to uh, help North Nashvilleians focus on is the recovery and the healing yeah. and reconciliation and um, the redemption, if you will, and, and, and really kind of making sure that um, how we recover is really placed within our hands, right? And so that also means that we need some things to do that. But uh, it, it starts with you know making sure that uh, we're all on the same page, and I think we've done that in North Nashville. You know, organizations and and folks have come together because it's just time. You know, our um, our current climate now uh, it looks different uh, than any other you know protest or uprisings that we have uh, participated in before. A little bit just because so many people have come together to. Right. See you know, black lives matter. And it's not just black people saying black lives matter or um, or or are coming out against police brutality. And it's not just black people saying police brutality, uh, you know, enough is enough. And so I think that's what we're finding, um, uh, you know, happening now, our eyes have been opened because we are coming together in multiple ways. And so um, just because we don't live in the same neighborhood doesn't mean that you should care about, you shouldn't care about my neighbors, right? And so uh, we're all neighbors. And what does that mean as we move forward in serving each other?
0: What's the need right now? Do you still need people to be delivering things? Are people still in need of those supplies? Um, And I just want to hear about what what, the case, what that situation is right now, so we can make a call for action as a part of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you know, we, people are, um, the, the global pandemic um, uh, really kind of put a halt to, or, or not just a halt, slowed us down. Magruder and other agencies in North Nashville, we didn't stop we didn't shut our doors we didn't close it we limited use right to be safe and and to social distance but we understood that you know when folks are losing their jobs and and we we are still reeling from a tornado but right. still uh you know a lot of people have um uh, uh have been sleeping in their cars because their homes were destroyed you know and um really still reeling from the tornado going through the pandemic um it slowed us down, but it didn't stop us. And so now we're picking up a little bit uh, of momentum um, in helping people reconstruct or build their lives back up and, and even go further than where they were before. And, um, but that means that we need resources. And a lot of them, of the resources that we need are economic resources, because we are intent to putting people on a path to mo- uh, economic mobility, but also to home ownership. Mm. There are a lot of renters in North Nashville, and what we found is uh, you know um, there are not a lot of uh, uh, systems in place to protect renters and renters are just important as homeowners because they 're part of our community as well sure and so you know for us, we understand you know one of the greatest assets uh, in America is home ownership and and land ownership. So we want to make sure that people have an opportunity to uh, live the American dream and own their own home. And that may mean that they may need some help. And we're willing to, to help anybody that, uh, that has the desire to, to um, become homeowners. Because like we said, in the midst of tragedy, or yeah. can be triumph, and so we want to kind of focus on making sure that people are able to stay in their community. And that also means that uh, we need folks who are able to help us to do that. We want to make sure people are able to build legacies just like everyone else.
0: All ministers change and grow over time. And I'm wondering, in these three months or so of this particular set of crises that have just been piled one
1: on top of the other,
0: why would you look back and say you're learning about your own practice of ministry right now?
1: I've always known that I would practice my ministry inside and outside of the church. Mm that. I, it, was, it was very clear. It was evident. Um, I come from, you know, Christian Journey Fellowship Church, where we are uh, social justice uh, uh, drum majors, if you will. And uh, uh, it's what we preach, it's what we teach. And I knew very early on that it would not, uh, it is a ministry that would not be held within four walls. And and what I've noticed is you can be just as effective outside of the church, and and be a representative of the church wherever you are, and in doing the work that you've been called to do. And I think, um, uh, you know, we have the first community court in the in the state of Tennessee at Magruder, and uh, uh, and my colleague she says uh, uh, Judge Bell, justice doesn't stop at the courthouse steps, and. So well, I I, uh, I was just thinking about that because ministry doesn't stop at the at the church steps, right? Um, uh, my ministry is is extended wherever I go, and I'm proud to say that. But I also recognize that it takes so much courage to do this type of ministry, especially in this type of climate, right? Because nothing is going on, and you don't have to raise your voice, and you don't have to speak out you know, against injustices that seem clear to you, right? But you're trying to, you know, and not so much as convince people, but, you know, um, it's almost like, a, you know, why can't you see this thing that's happening? Yeah. Um, as you're doing that, it takes a great amount of courage. It takes a great amount of courage to to be a white person and say, you know, Hey, that's not funny. Don't say, you know, a a joke that's that's off colored or, you know, speaking out on behalf of somebody that doesn't look like you. That takes courage. And so um, I think, you know, um, what I've learned these last few months is to not only recognize the courage that I have to muster, but also the courage of other people. Hmm. And mm-hmm. and really kind of um and honor that as well. And and I think that's the only way we're gonna be able to uh make any progress because I know and understand very clearly that the only way we're gonna make it is if we make it together. Yeah. It's not gonna be, you know, black people just making it, it's not just gonna be white people making it. We are obligated to make it together. And so Honoring each other, you know, um, honoring what I bring, you know, to the table and really walking confidently in my skills and, um, and, and, and the talent that I've been given uh, by God is something that I've, I've been able to reflect upon these last three months.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Today, while we're talking, uh, it's Juneteenth.
1: Mm -hmm. It is.
0: Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. (laughs) Thank you. And, um, yeah, and all that's entailed in that and mm-hmm. the things that ended but didn't end and the racism that continues uh, on in, in our time in such um, sometimes sneaky and sometimes overt ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about the other news in Nashville today, which is that um, the uh, police chief has announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, this earlier this week, the Metro uh, Council went ahead and funded fully the raises and in, in funding that the police department asked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after so much, uh, so many calls for uh, reducing those funds and demilitarizing the police in Nashville, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a, it's such a difficult mixed bag of, of things happening all around us. There's some encouragement and hope, as you say, and there's some, almost feels like setbacks. Um, and I'm wondering if you could tell us about what you think the, um, the faith community's role is, uh, as we call for change in our community and in communities everywhere.
1: You know, I, I think this is, um, a great time for the faith community to, um, uh, you know, lead in areas that, um, uh, We may have fallen just a little bit behind. Um, Especially, there's always a gap um, in in generations, you know, and and we see things differently, of course. It has always been like that. But, you know, some of the best times, I believe, you know, um, in the fight uh, for social justice happened uh, during the civil rights era, where we saw a lot of uh, young people with energy right? And and then you saw older folks with wisdom. But uh, what was mastered, and I think um, uh, what was done beautifully, is the two coming together. So, you know, with the chief of police now retiring, right, says a lot to us. It says that um, it was time for a change, right? Even If we have to be forced sometimes, um, it was time for a change. But also that the people, um, uh, that we, that we, uh, have community with, uh, their voice is just as important. Um, they don't have to be affiliated in the faith community with the faith community per se, meaning like having a church home and all of that, because people do, um, are doing uh, uh, a lot of, um, of, of ministries, like I said, outside of those four walls. Yeah, so it looks differently, right? It, it looks, it, uh, ministry looks differently and um, spirituality may look different for a lot of people and, and it just doesn't look that traditional way. But I think, you know, we do a disservice to our community when we don't listen or we forfeit voices that that are crying out, that clearly um, are stating uh, issues or things that need to be changed, and we don't listen. And I think that is a reflection of, um, you know, uh, a lot of it is tradition, but it is a reflection of a um, uh, 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 one man leading, type of mentality, right? Or, you know, and as far as the the black church is concerned, um, you know, only, uh, uh, uh you know, a black male pastor or a, a male voice is the only voice of reason. Hmm. Uh, and, and that's just not simply. So I think we do our community a disservice when we are not inclusive
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when we exclude voices, um, that sound different from ours. So mm-hmm. that could be the voice of women pastors, that could be the voice of uh, 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 gay and lesbian pastors, that could be you know, the voice of different denominations that we want to exclude. And um, uh, by doing that, we are um, you know, not honoring uh, 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 you know, the people that we so-called uh, are leading right? And, uh, and so that kind of, um, uh, in my opinion, um, you know, really hurts the community when we're looking and, and we're talking about moving forward as one. I think we've come to a point where, um, uh, where we can see that uh, by the chief retiring, that it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was time. And um, I have two Family members on the police force, and so I, I am. I am not anti-police, but I do recognize when it is time to uh, for a change, and I think there needs to be uh, more Black women in leadership in different forms of government, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and people of color, so we can have um, uh, and we can lead with different lens and and different perspectives.
0: Yeah. I'm remembering a time a few years ago, I think it was after Ferguson
1: mm-hmm.
0: when, uh, you got pretty fired up because there was some, uh, well, that
1: could have been any time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was about, uh, you know, a, a group of pastors who decided to, to speak for the community, mm-hmm. but it was a group of all male pastors mm-hmm. speaking for the community and, uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm thinking there's been a few times when you've been a little bit fired up about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I know, you know, and and I think it is because um <clears throat> I feel, you know, there are so many voices um <clears throat> that are uh, capable of uh, uh speaking with the community and um it just doesn't have to be one voice. It it just doesn't have to be um, you know, one representative. I think the more inclusive we are, the more we are like God, Mm. you know, and and so, and I think we have those uh, complexes because we want to be like God and we want to um, be like Jesus and we want to, you know, uh, feel like we are, we are leading the way we're supposed to be leading, but it's impossible to do that if you're uh, excluding people from processes and and from decision making and 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 really kind of uh, taking ownership of a space that uh, that you don't own, you know. And so, uh, the more we can uh, include uh, voices, uh, then I think uh, the more holistically we can lead a uh, people uh, to not live fractured and uh, uh, traumatized uh, and really start. To become uh you know get on a path to healing right and and I think you know for our community, which is just um you know ripped uh, uh, in some instances by systemic and structural racism and bias, that um we could use uh, more inclusiveness um. Uh, as we move forward and 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 really kind of uh utilizing the wisdom right and not not throwing away the wisdom and not not throwing away those gold nuggets, but also really kind of making sure that um people understand that they are valued mm. sometimes within uh, our own uh, uh community and and ministry settings we devalue people when we uh show pictures of uh or or have uh groups of uh, uh All males right like there are no women pastors that have a voice, or uh, all males and uh, or, or no women ministers you know and 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 the reality of it is is that we 've probably created and upheld those systems so it 's not where are the women pastors or where are the women ministers? I think we are upholding when we do things like that those uh, uh patriarchal systems that um that have hindered uh uh women and have um uh tried to and i say tried to hold women back uh in the church and so uh and and it's it's clearly evident in the black church but I think uh you know we could we could talk about uh uh Baptists we could talk about you know of all you know kinds um, you know and other denominations and
0: Patriarchy doesn't care. It, it no, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't. doesn't and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it permeates and, and, it, and it, it, it tries to live, right? And, and the only way it can live is if we give it, if we give it life, you know, and, and we keep feeding it. And so what I'm saying is, is if we stop feeding that and we become more inclusive in how we lead in the church, then we would be able to, to uh, you know, stop it. So, and I think it'll be just as important for, for folks who have, uh, been participating in it and not recognizing it to help do that as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I'm thinking about just the, what you're saying
0: in terms of, um, my own learning. And I, this week i I'm taking an, another, um, anti-racism course and, uh, it reminds me what you're saying about how we empower, you know, people, we empower, empower women Mm -hmm. to, uh, undermine the system of patriarchy to empower, um, everybody to be Mm anti-racist and not just depend on our black brothers, sisters, siblings to do that work. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I'm learning about is, um, the sneaky ways that mm-hmm. I'm still racist that that are hidden from me, and then when they mm-hmm. surface, I feel like I'm back at square one. But I have to keep moving. Yep, yeah. keep trying to do things differently, keep making amends and reparations for mm-hmm. the damage and harm that I've been part of. And I'm I'm bringing that up because I feel like there's a kind of a groundswell at the moment of people beyond um, the black communities across this country. There are more and more people understanding that it is their responsibility to also not just not be racist, um, but to become Mm anti-racist and actually work to um, call out racism where we see it and not wait on North Nashville to lead us in that. It's not that we should follow North Nashville's lead, um, but we don't just wait around and say, well, I'm sure they'll deal with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that isolation is what you're talking about. We need to overcome, we need to work together Right. Uh, to overcome both patriarchy and racism mm-hmm. and, and the ways that they work together, um, to keep us, um, not flourishing as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And it, 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 um, you know, it, that, that really, um, the symbolism, you know, in, in George Floyd's, uh, George Floyd's death and, and, uh, you know, with the officer's knee on his neck and how, uh, the uprising that it caused is very symbolic of, you know, um, what it feels like to be black in America. And so, you know i don 't know if 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 the majority of folk uh realize it or not, but just as heinous right as that was and and that visual and uh for eight minutes and forty six seconds into and to um, you know this um what we 're seeing this participation of all communities coming and saying you know we're not going we 're not going to do this anymore." Like, yeah, no, that's not gonna, you know, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, Brianna, I mean, you know, we can, we can call them off, right? But this one is was very symbolic of what it's like to be black in America, to live in communities that are pushed to the margins, to drive while black, to go to the store, Brianna Taylor. Was sleeping in her home. Yeah. you know, I was saying just a little while ago, I wish the global pandemic was all black people had to worry about. Yeah, that's right. But it is not, and it 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 has never it hasn't been you know a, a single issue that that didn't uh, you know affect us. And, and racism was, you know, right on our heels. I mean, it, it's a constant uh, fight. And so, uh, you know, what do we do about it? What do we do about it in the church? What do we do about it in the community? What do we do about it in our own homes? Right. That's where it starts. It starts in our individual homes. It starts in our families. It starts by, you can be conservative, you can be as conservative as you want to be but i know one thing you can be conservative but can you be right right or, or can you be for good can you uh if the if the uh you know the scripture says even the winds and the and the rain uh obey jesus but can you you know can we can we love our neighbors as ourselves can can we follow the golden rule? Can we, you know, live by, you know, uh, uh, those things that Jesus taught us? And and you can have your ideals, but can you do that, right? And so, great what, sister, <laughs> what does that what does that you know mean in our individual lives and in our homes, right? And so, once we figure that out then we can we can move about with authenticity and 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 be confident in what we say you know and 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 not all lives matter but black lives matter right and, uh and you don't have to even put on a t-shirt to say it you know you have to know it within your heart you know and in your mind that uh everybody uh created by god is valuable so you know um it starts at home.
0: With all of this intense work ongoing, not to mention then the additional stress of the crises of these last few months, what are you as a minister, as a pastor, doing to care for your own soul, your own well being um, during this, your, your spiritual well being during this time?
1: Well, you know, I have. um, uh, uh, you know, uh, been working nonstop and, and, uh, you know, we did not close, uh, for the pandemic and, and, um, you know, it has just been a, a sense of urgency and it had, and it didn't just start. I told you, it didn't just start on March 3rd when we had to deal with the tornadoes. It has always been a sense of urgency for my community. And, um, but what I found, uh, as we keep up in the ante and, 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 really kind of finding more to do and, and really figuring out what, uh, freedom looks like, what justice looks like, um, uh, for us, uh, I have found that, uh, intentional rest, you know, um, uh, Communing with um the the scriptures and and really spending time with Jesus to figure out um what it is um what does all of this mean, right? Because we understand the global pandemic wouldn't have even happened if God didn't allow it, you know, and really kind of understanding um why. What it is that we're supposed to know um, during this time, and and how will it help us to be better, and not just as individuals, but collectively? How do we be better as the community, as a as a uh, as a city, as a country, as a as a nation, as a you know as, as God's people? And so, really, kind of figuring out what that what this really is um, has helped. Um, um, me with my mind you know how your mind raced because you just can't believe this is happening <laughs> you know no none of us could have done this right none of us could have sent the world home so we wouldn't have anything to do but pay attention to what's going on you know politically socially you know like we're all we've all been sent home so we don't have any place to escape we can't go to the ball game we can't go the ice skating rink we can't go you know to the movies you know I mean well now we're opening back up but you know what I mean like we don't have an escape route and so we're forced to deal with these things and so really kind of you know what does this mean and I think it helps uh, 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 you know me to see clearer and that is a blessing, because you know when your head is foggy or when you're trying to figure something out or when you're confused, that takes a lot of a lot of energy out of you, you know, and it kind of makes you angry. but what will help is clarity right um remember Hagar you know head the leaves and go to the wilderness you remember you helped me with my sermon, and she found a spring of water you know in the wilderness where really wasn't much of anything no her to focus on, but she was able to have a conversation with God, um, and, you know, figure out where she was going. So I think, you know, it's been one of those things where I've been, uh, I, I can't, I guess I have to just speak for myself, but I've been blessed by an opportunity to, um, you know, figure out what it is and, and, and where we're going.
0: So in this wilderness, you're finding yourself having a particular kind of conversation with God. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. That's right. And really finding strength and courage um, because it takes courage to move to the other side you mm-hmm. know, and you won't be able to move to the other side without a struggle. Yeah. And so, you know, um, really kind of flexing those muscles and yeah. figuring out, you know, um, um, if you got what it takes, But but you do, you know, most people do. We have more strength than what we believe um, that we have. But I I do believe, you know, uh, the only way we're going to know how much strength is if we're able to flex our muscles and we're able to use these muscles that we didn't know we had. That's what's going on right now.
0: Well, speaking of right now, uh, you named some organizations. Of course, there's Magruder Center that you are working in, directing, and they're part of Catholic Charities. That's right. Uh, how can we, Nashvilleians, maybe people beyond Nashville, uh, support that work?
1: Yeah. Um, Catholic Charities, uh, uh, we do a lot. You know, we help um, uh, folks who have been pushed to the margins. We help um, people who um, uh, are new to the country. We help people who, um, f- uh, uh, you know, people um, have discounted, have counted out. And, and we've learned how to show up for people who um, maybe feel like they don't have a voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, uh, you know, your support, for our work would mean, would mean a whole lot. Just because, um, you know, specifically at Magruder, we focus on uh, uh, five things that are very important uh, to the community, which are uh, basic needs, making sure people have those things that a lot of us take for granted. You know, help paying the bills and food and, and you know, um, uh, uh, help, for, you know, with their, with their babies. Um, we focus on youth development, you know, uh, we understand who's coming up next. And if we don't pour into our young people and and help them, help parents and help them along the way, then, you know, you won't have much of a future to look forward to. Yeah. Um, workforce development and entrepreneurship. We, we know that, you know, a lot of uh, the unlocking of economic uh, growth is with um, skill building and making sure people are equipped to go into certain jobs and and start their own business. And so um, uh, that's very important. And and arts and culture. I had mentioned earlier that, you know, North Nashville is rich in history and culture. And so we celebrate that at uh, Magruder. We understand that um, uh, North Nashville was the epicenter of of Black music and and art. And so we um, uphold that and honor that. And as well as civic engagement, I mentioned a little bit earlier that we have Tennessee's first community court, and it's located at Magruder. And so we wanted to make sure that people have access to justice. And so one of the ways in doing that is making sure that that a a fair system, you know, that takes into account the whole person is accessible, you know, to common folk, and they don't have to leave their community to to uh to 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 find it. And so
0: great. What what kind of cases are heard in that
1: court? So, you know, I always use for an example. This is this is a a legitimate uh court. It we have a judge, Judge Rachel Bell, and let's say for instance someone has uh, you know, uh has an infraction for trespassing or I would even say if, if, if you knew someone and, and they went in the store and they stole a pack of meat, right? And then, uh, you know, they show up in court and they say, you know, your honor, I, I stole that meat because I lost my job and my children were hungry and I didn't know what else to do. Those would be ideal candidates for community, for the community court. Because not, we're not just focusing on what you did, we're focusing right. on why you did it. The system
0: around you That's that, right. that, that created the conditions that made what happened uh, possible. That's exactly
1: right. Yeah. And so, you know, with that, we have wraparound services at Magruder, mm-hmm. uh, services that we could provide to, to uh, help hold up the family. Right. And, and, and really kind of bringing them out, helping bring them out of those conditions. And so that is why we have the community court.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds like a marvelous um, way to serve and uh, honor the real lives of people. Thank you Nashville. and congratulations on getting that in place and so many other things. I've toured Magr- Magruder with you and I know there are so many other things beyond what we're talking about now. Oh yes. You're, you're making possible for people. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, i like to ask people a three minute ministry mentor. Uh what questions I, I try to really end with what, what questions do you live by? Uh, and I didn't send you this in advance, but, uh, I think there are probably answers you have that are ready. Uh, but, but what questions guide you in your life or, or really, um, help you navigate your way through your calling and your work?
1: You know, I, I always think about, um, uh, what is this leading us to mm. that is a that is a um, uh, a question that I asked um often just because um you know I think about uh Jesus being led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. I think about that a lot, and that wasn't the most pleasant experience right
0: <laughs> I asked
1: for forty days and forty nights and then to um uh go up against the devil on empty mm. you know how we uh most of the fighters you know you're thinking about uh, uh you know boxing or something and and most of the fighters train you know how you you train and you you get in great shape you 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 condition and you do all these things, then you go into the ring, but it wasn't like that with Jesus mm. Jesus. Fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and then went up against the devil, you know, on empty. And because after uh, the angels came and ministered to him, you know, and the devil tried everything. Hey, if you, I can, uh, you know, you turn these stones into bread, you know, or if you do this, like all the things that, that we uh, seek, you know we don't ask for daily bread. We don't pray for daily bread. We have too much bread, you know, and, and, and the, all those things that are contrary, right, to, to, uh, to what, how Jesus lived. And so, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would guess, you know, as we are being led, you know, um, um, you could say specifically at this time, what is it leading us to? Yeah. But, you know, I, and, and I think about that quite often. And, and you know, we hope you know that is leading us to a better day and is and, and and um you know a better time and and to equality and and to justice and you know finding all these things but it's that's the question that i that i often come back to what is this leading us to yeah and and you know i think everybody could ask themselves you know as as you work the work that you do dr Campbell reed and the justice work and the and, and advancing women and and your books, and you know, all these things, what is it leading to? You know, and I think we probably evaluate that quite often, you know, because we we think we know, but uh, you yeah. know, we only know so much, and so um, trying to stay in line, you know, with uh, the true purpose of why we do what we do.
0: I love that question, Alicia, because um, it really. What it does for my thinking is uh, it opens up possibilities. Yes, it ask, does. What is this leading to? It opens up the, the imagination about what is possible uh, instead of feeling like we are only stuck where we are. And That's right. I So I really love and appreciate that question. Thank you so much. And thank you for being um, my conversation partner today and a guest with Three Minute Ministry Mentor.
1: Thank you for asking me. This was fun. Thank you. Ah,
0: I love it. Um, So we'll pull end there to the. We'll end the video there. There's one more thing I wanted to say to you um, Mm -hmm. today. Uh, I told you a minute ago. I'm doing this anti-racist training. It's not training. It's a challenge. It's called a challenge. Chiquita Patterson. Do you know? Chiquita Patterson she's running oh, yeah, who does the walking tours the United walking Tours it's it's her mm-hmm. uh, program and I, mm-hmm. she's uh, inviting people to get you know this is like a test of trying out some things and then she's gonna have people invite people to be part of a larger anti-racism training I'm thinking about doing it I think okay it's important uh, and I like I like her style like what she's doing um, mm-hmm. but the the every day we're getting a question or set of things to do. And then we're posting in this private Facebook group. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had a real surprise of kind of a revelation this week. I mean, you know, you do this work and you end up learning things about yourself. Right. And, um, the thing that I, uh, learned about myself, this was yesterday's question. I haven't looked at yet today's (laughs) every day has been a little bit harder, a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one yesterday was about, um, uh, it was an invitation for us to write a letter and forgive ourselves
1: for mm-hmm. ways
0: we participated in racist actions, mm-hmm. behaviors. Uh, a, a lot of it seemed to focus on like the ways we fail to um, call people out when they make jokes, things like you mentioned earlier right. about you know saying things that are inappropriate and then letting them slide. Um, and that's one of the you know favored <laughs> white maneuvers is you just like right. oh and you know and and you know me I've. I've kind of been on more of a bandwagon of like, call it right, out. I think I'm doing that. I'm trying to do that. I know I don't do it perfectly for any, in any way. And I've certainly let people slide with things, but what this convers what this exercise led me to thinking about was um, how um, when I was, it's kind of like a convergence of things. When I was, all through my time working at Central in particular and everywhere I've worked, mm-hmm. I found myself in a position of advocating for my um, uh, black students mm-hmm. in various ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and with some real frustration at Central sometimes because of mm-hmm. their lack of understanding or compassion for what mm-hmm. students' real lives are like. Um, and, and I I've spent a lot of energy advocating standing up for trying to support mm-hmm. Black students and that's not what matters to what I what this led me to realizing was that my failure in that has been that mm-hmm. I didn't do enough to call my school out on mm-hmm. its racism
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and I I will say that I did at times bring it up but it, they were not enough they weren't and mm-hmm. it's Because there's no understanding there, right? That what they're doing is racist, and that I was a racist, I was a wimp, I didn't keep going, I didn't say, Wait a minute, you're not listening to me. Uh, and my continuing to do that over these years has put me into the role of the white savior, and I didn't realize it until this week. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm a I'm relieved to understand that dynamic yep. um, and I'm more committed to calling the school out mm-hmm. um, and I'm also not, we were asked to forgive ourselves, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. Mm-hmm. I also want to, I want to apologize to you. Shit. I didn't want to cry. I'm not going to cry. Um, Cause this isn't about, I'm not crying over you. I'm, yeah. mad at myself yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay stop um, you know I also value being emotionally present so this is uh, but I hate white I hate that white tear thing I try never to do
1: that never to do that you're <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> I know I know but I want you to know how sorry I am that I didn't do a better job of calling out powerful ways that
1: racism still works in the school no no I and you know what it's I get it and I understand and I and the thing about it is um like I said it takes a lot of courage like it takes more courage than I think we want to admit because we think we're courageous right and and so it's okay I know I know, you know, and, and I have the gift of discernment. My employees hate when I tell them that all the time, (laughs) all the time. Um, and, and I know, you know, and so it is felt, you don't have to, um, I thank you for the apology, but I mean, I understand. And we grow, we're growing together and that's okay. I know. know? I agree with that. I just, what I know about it is that, mm -hmm.
0: I, th- I mean, what I'm learning about what I, the way this has worked is that it, my efforts, good as they were, or good intention as they were, weren't the right thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been costly to you,
1: yeah,
0: and to other students, and that's mm-hmm. the part that's so frustrating for me and that I just, that I want, um,
1: I want you to hear my apology. Thank, well, thank, you. thank you for hearing it. Thank you. I do. I hear it and I understand that, but you know, um, out of all of that and you know how like that, that constant struggle and you know, we're up against systems. Oh, and principalities and like that's why I was saying you know the time that I've spent um, here kind of reflecting and really kind of taking stock it is it has made me become um, more of a believer right and like I now I understand certain scriptures that it was like oh okay well you know and not just what's in the commentary or you know the historical context it is something that has to be felt And so really kind of understanding, you know, everything will work together for the good. Like I have to, because if I don't believe that in my struggle as a black person, then I have no hope. Right. And so, and this is not the only area. I mean, you can't even imagine professionally what that struggle is daily. And so, you know, in, in, in doing that, you know, I have, um, 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 learned how to, um, forgive without even having an apology or, wow. um, or, uh, or move forward and still, um, uh, uh, being intentional about bringing others with me. So even though you and I may not talk or, um, we may not see each other, you still come with me, right? Wherever I go. And so you may not even know that and, uh, you know, I blew up a whole ordination because you couldn't, you know, and so really kind of making sure, you know, I understood, you know, um, your intention. I know. I, I, so. I, had, I had your best interest in my heart. Yeah. Always. Mm. Always. Yeah.
0: And you all, I mean, yeah. And students have no idea how many times I have advocated for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not about me trying to convince you I was doing good. I know. Yeah, I did the yeah you know before. it. Right. But what I didn't do was the part where we can actually make any kind of lasting difference. Yep. We can't say we're an, a, a, a like a, a program to support the advancement of women when we were right. seriously yep. help women of color face a whole nother set of barriers. Yep. And,
1: and, you, and Dr. Cameron, you remember we talked about that very early on. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because uh, the program looked very different from what everyone expected it to look like. And so, um, you know, they just couldn't make that shift, you know. And, and
0: The folks in Shawnee have never made the shift.
1: I believe it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm committed to trying to make some additional um inroads of talking, but I don't have a lot of credibility with them at this point. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, they they, 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 we're just like this little thing off in the corner. We, oh, okay. Women's leadership initiative. And, yeah. and I, when I complain and talk about other things that I, I just, nobody really wants to hear them. And that's okay. I, I found a much better fit for my okay. home in, at Union. Um I don't have to, it's not that you don't have to do anti-racist work there or pet work for feminists or anything else you do, but right. there's a an uh a willingness to say, "Oh yeah, that's what we do here."
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, like,
0: like you'll yeah, you'll have to fight that fight. That's done here. Right. Yeah. We do that work here and it's hard, right. but we do it and it's, But we do it. and the other place it's more like, "Oh, well, we've already done that." Like, mm-hmm. we don't have anything else to do. Mhm. Um or how could you possibly be saying that? You know? Really? So, um, and I, I gave up on trying to make those changes a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to, they're not going to make me give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, yes, and I can say the same. You go with me wherever mm-hmm. I go. You and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. <laughs> me all, my too. Students, all my students go with mm-hmm. me wherever I go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm I'm glad to know that that it feels that way for you too. So
1: Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we'll be rocking and rolling. Yep. On out. Well,
0: we're here longer than I thought we were gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for the time and uh I will um I'll let you know when this is, I'm not sure. This probably is the long enough video where it's going to run. This part we just did, you and I, is not going to mm-hmm. be what we run necessarily. Right. Uh, I don't know. I gotta watch. I wasn't even going <laughs> to keep recording, but I did. Um, but to the end where I said, you know, goodbye. It probably will be divided at least into two parts maybe. Okay. Because it's okay. long. We'll, we'll yeah. shorten it up to share a couple different times. Okay. And um, we'll let you know when it's going to be coming out.
1: Okay, Uh, and we want to tag you on social Mm -hmm. media. That's fine. um, So you have your. We're connected on all platforms: well, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Excellent, perfect. And um,
0: you're going to send me the link for the giving to Magruder Center. We're going to make that a part of what we share. Okay. And uh, I've got your your request for the um, bookstore. Okay. So. I think we've exchanged all the things. Uh, when I list you on the, like when we list you on the cover, mm-hmm. you want Reverend Alicia uh, Smith Haddock. That's fine. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be some other questions. I'll just email you. Okay. okay that I'll that's hear from fine. my media. I mean, my Aaron Hall is my media engagement person. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and, Then for your blog, you write about anything you want. Okay. And it doesn't have to go at the same time that this is, but if we divide this into a few different segments, it might work well that one time you're the guest blog and we share part of this video. Okay. Um, We haven't done it that way. We've kind of done one or the other, but I felt like I wanted you to have an option and I'm happy for you to do both. So, okay. Um, what do you, what kind of topic do you think you want to write on for the book? You know,
1: I think I'm going to finally have the courage to write about um, what we talked about, the black male pastors in, in the church and how they have um, continuously shown up for, um, you know, almost as a calming mechanism, you know, to, uh, to, to hush or keep quiet the black community. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's what I want to write about. Remember, I, and, and, you know, I could have sworn that I wrote about that when we first talked about this,
0: but I cannot find it. Is it not on the Women's Leadership Initiative blog? Did we? Let's, let's we put, Did we put it there? I don't remember. I remember you worked on it, but I don't.
1: And so, because number one, I don't have that same laptop, but, uh, because it just totally crashed, but I cannot find it, you know, in any of my, um, uh, you know, my, my Google. Right.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I, I haven't purged everything. So if you, I think it was an assignment. I think it was. I think you've turned it in as an assignment, whether it got, Okay. Post it or not. I'm looking on the blog right now. I'm going to search your, uh, oh, that's just the WLI. Let's see. Um, okay. How do I do that? Central's website so terrible. didn't do it well i'll i will look to see if i've got any version okay
1: of this um and just so i can go back and revisit it just so um sure. you know yeah. and really kind of and when i saw that i said it happened again i mean it was and i you i immediately thought of you because i remember being in class and so you know it's i i just feel personally that it's time to call it out right. Like, like, so tired of you know just kind of dancing around it, and nobody really saying, "I think I think it needs to be called out so um, well i was i'm aware, and even in
0: the way when I asked you about it in the middle of the interview that mm-hmm. you were very careful in how you captured mm-hmm. it i'm aware that it's potentially costly to you it is a lot of cost yeah. to you to do that, and
1: because these men are um directly connected with our church right and so um we have different ideas but um that we're connected nonetheless i mean you know and so um uh, last night uh, on bible study i blew my top again and um so my mom was like why did you (laughs) why did you say all of that I call it, I mean, I was calling names and everything, you know, I was like, you know, and so, um, but I think I could, um, uh, I could, I could say it more eloquently through writing. Sure. And So that's why I want to write about it. And I told, I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to write about this because number one, I can't keep silent. And so whatever that is that's in me that won't let me keep silent, I'm going to listen to that. That's, that's right. good. That's good. I'm listening to that. And so well, that's why I think I should, I should write about it. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's the anti-sexist, the same way I'm talking about, like, listening deeper for what it means to be anti-racist, like, we have to listen to that, and it sometimes is really hard and costly, Yeah, but the world isn't going to change if we don't listen to that.
1: That's all I'm saying, you know, and I'm not, um, and that's what I was saying, like, as the Holy Spirit leads us, like, I don't have to just go with it, you know. Yep. and um, because I think it it hurts deeper or more inside when we don't you know listen and we don't go, so Amen, sister yep that's what I'm gonna do, so that's what I'm gonna write about. okay, great, I'm excited about that, and
0: I think it'll be a great fit on the blog, and people yeah. will appreciate it and um I'm grateful you're willing to do it. I'll see what I can turn up in my files if i've got okay. what I did find is that you wrote about um we, women Need a Sisterhood in Seminary. Yeah, I got I, that one. You found that yeah. one. Yeah, So mm. that's the one that turned up first on the blog. But I'll look and see if it's in my email somewhere or if okay. I saved it in a file of, you know, like from class. Okay, that'll work. Okay, I hope I'll find something. I feel I like you read it, so surely you've sent I it to I know, that's
1: what I'm saying. I'm like, where
0: well, I have okay. a visual. I don't know if you brought it to class or if you actually gave it to me, but you had a picture of, I did
1: of them standing up there. <laughs> I did, so that's why I know. So we'll we'll. But if you if you find something, just shoot it to me by email. But if not, it's okay. Trust me, we got enough. We got another one. Yeah. So <laughs> you could probably search the Tennessee and find
0: several more. <laughs> exactly. So I think we're okay. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, we want a good, we need a good picture of you. That's the other thing we need. Um, oh, okay. if you want something more recent, actually this one I'm looking at on here that is the I am called picture is really good. But if you want something more recent, you send us what you like. That's I've what I'm going to ask you for. So
1: yeah, I've been using this one um, picture, you know, uh, uh, it was a headshot A friend uh-huh. did my headshot. So I will send that headshot to you. Perfect. That's great. That's just what we need okay all right well um,
0: happy juneteenth i'm gonna go catch the end of the juneteenth celebration with union seminary
1: so oh, okay okay so take care all right everybody tell lynn and marissa i said hello thank you. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you later give your baby boy a squeeze from me i will thank you <laughs> okay bye Bye-bye.